Welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. I am so happy you're here. If you want to create a beautiful home that isn't cookie cutter or a trendy copy of someone else's, you're in the right place. And if you don't want to hurt your wallet or the planet to get one of those dream homes. And you can get started with my brand new quiz called Fix My Room. It's actually more of an assessment tool, but the word quiz, I think, sounds better because it's it's really easy to do. Just answer 20 multiple choice questions and you'll be pinpointing why your room isn't working, why it feels off, and why maybe your previous efforts haven't really panned out. Or maybe you're fairly happy with your room, but you want to make sure that your design choices are going in the right direction. Visit our website at slowstylehome.com and click on the quiz button right at the top. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later in the show. Now, let's dig into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Zandra. And we're the creators of Little Yellow Couch and the Style Matters podcast. We believe that your style comes from knowing who you are. And that's why we dig deep in these interviews to get to the substance behind the style. We are a community of people obsessed with interiors and modern homemaking. And since you're listening, please consider yourself part of the Little Yellow Couch family. If you're curious about whether or not your home has set you up to live your best life, visit our website, littleyellowcouch.com, and grab our worksheet on creating your own style manifesto. This episode is sponsored by us, Little Yellow Couch. We're taking time away from our usual sponsorship spot to tell you guys about our upcoming first ever Little Yellow Couch style retreat. This one-of-a-kind weekend will be in the antiques mecca of the Hudson River Valley, designed for women who want the luxury of splendid surroundings while developing the personal aesthetic they want to see in their homes. The retreat will revolve around creating an autobiography of your home, a personalized style book we've developed just for you. But that's not all, because what girls weekend would be complete without great food, a little DIY project, and hunting for antiques? We're going to do all of that too. Set in the gorgeous Woodhouse Lodge, newly designed by Megan Flug, we're going to make everyone feel at ease and comfortable making new friends who share your passion for all things home. The retreat is October 12th through 14th, and early bird signups begin on our website starting June 4th. If you'd like to know all of the details, visit littleyellowcouch.com forward slash retreat. That's littleyellowcouch.com forward slash retreat. We would love to see you there. Summer is just around the corner. Whether your summer plans include actual travel to far-flung places across the globe, or you're simply dreaming of these kinds of experiences, you're going to be inspired by our guest this week. Julieta Tellio, the blogger and purveyor of handmade goods behind the brand Design Junkie, tells us about her incredible life travels all over the world and collecting pieces made by artisans that she then sells in her online shop. Travel isn't only a passion for Julieta, it's a way of life, and she wants to make it accessible to all of us, especially if we can't visit as many different countries as she does. 
We also talk with her about why collecting pieces from places you haven't actually visited is good for the soul and how she's on a mission to blur the lines between art and interior design. We want to start this interview by talking a little bit about why style matters to you rather than ending the interview that way. So we thought that if you could tell us the story about why you decided to leave marketing after 20 years and follow your passion to become what you call a storyteller decorator, that it's probably going to have something to do with why style matters to you. I was uh, working for many years in marketing for huge corporate companies like the Coca-Cola Company, Kraft Foods, uh, InBev, which is the biggest beer company in the world. Mm. And lately, my last position was at Unilever. Mm-hmm. But I, I knew that I needed a new challenge. I guess it started from my lack of personal purpose uh, at that point. So uh, three years ago, when I was still working at Unilever, and so I, I didn't have the motivation about my career that I used to have. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for something a bit more meaningful professionally. And also when I moved to London six years ago, I realized that I love traveling mainly to countries that I've never been before. For example, in Asia, in Africa. Mm-hmm. So I started trying to do something with that. I started like thinking about Design Shanky. At that point of time, so I was posting uh, pictures on Instagram as a hobby. Mm-hmm. I was posting uh, pictures about old chairs, vintage chairs, stools or armchairs, mm-hmm. reupholstered with uh, ethnic fabrics from different countries. And then after know, a year, I realized that I had 10,000 followers. I decided, okay, I can do something with this. And I started, um, I did an upholstery course. Mm. And I, after two months, I said, okay, I can create my first pieces. And I created, I don't know, five, six stools, some chairs, small chairs, and then trying to sell. And it was so difficult because, of course, so difficult to sell a chair, someone that is in America, because my main uh, following is coming from America. Uh-huh. Um, so it was difficult to sell this chair. So uh, after two months, so I say, okay, no, uh, this is not working. So, and a friend at that point of time, a friend invited me to go to Marrakesh for the weekend. Mm-hmm. For the weekend. So, <laughs> I know. Oh. Yeah, because we are so close. So yeah, a week, three days. So with a bank holiday or something like this for three days. So, oh. I can start buying some small carpets, cushions, basket, and let's see. And when I, I was back, I put these items on Etsy, and yeah, and, and I was selling so quickly. So after 15 days, 20 days, I sold everything. Mm. So this could be a potential business or project or something like this. Um, so I put my my marketing uh, experience on that and I say, okay. Juliet, if you want to create a business, let's do it properly. So you are a marketeer. So, so I started creating my brand positioning strategy. So I said, okay, what I really want is to, to create a sustainable business that not only generates profit, but also I want to impact positively 
on our world. And as I want to help these artisans in developing countries, so in Asia, Africa, and South and Central America, um, I'm yeah, trying to help them to keep alive their textile tradition. Because what I'm, uh, I am feeling, I see is that the, the traditional textile, Textiles, the, so it's dying globally. Mm. Uh, so unfortunately, with this the globalization and industrialized world, so it's changing everything. So the new generation of people, so son of daughters of these weavers, they don't want to do any more that. So they mm. prefer to get a job and generate income in another way. Mm-hmm. So it's dying. So I really want to help them to keep alive the textile traditions. Nowadays, I think I have. Uh, textiles or baskets uh, from 15 countries. I think seven from Asia, from another five in Central and South America, and yeah, five more or six from Africa. Right, and those of us that can't travel, like you, like you've been doing, you know, it's still nice to know that these things are produced by hand in the country from which they've come from you know, as opposed to buying a reproduction from somewhere that's, you know, not the real thing. And I love traveling. And when the country is more exotic, the better. So yeah. <laughs> so, so this is interesting. This ties into one of the other things that we wanted to ask you about. Xander and I both love to travel. Um, it but we don't always get the opportunity. Especially um, now that we have kids. They, right. Those kids have really curtailed our traveling. Yeah, well, they're they're older now. I can't which is, wait till they're gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, my son, is uh, he's 13 now, and he loves to travel. So we're finally hitting that point where we're starting to travel more. Um, but for people who, you know, can't afford to travel, don't have the time to, aren't in the uh, position to, is it disingenuous of us to collect pieces from countries we haven't visited? Like, what are your thoughts on that? For me, it's like starting knowing a bit more of of that culture. So if you are buying, I don't know, a basket from Zimbabwe and you've never been there, probably when you are showing this lovely basket in your house, checking with your husband or with your friends. Maybe it's a waking, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's a temptation of going there and see and know more about the culture of these people. Um, you want to know, I don't know, something about the country. And yeah, it's sparking a new uh, travel idea. Uh, also, one of these pieces can help you to express who you are and talking about this adventurous side that you have as a person. Yeah, I don't think that it's not genuine to to collect or to talk about a piece from a country that you've never been because it's like the world is there, so you never know when you are going. Or, and, and on the other side, you are helping someone uh, in the other corner of the world, that they really need a, a hand. So I consider myself and that we have a privileged uh, life and we can help other peoples in these countries. So they don't have access to, you know, to show their pieces in I don't know, online a website because they don't have even internet connection. So they are in the middle of the mountain. So, yeah, I think that's quite the opposite. I, I love the idea of buying 
pieces from countries that you have never been before. Mm. Absolutely. That was so well said. Yeah, it's like like the curiosity of knowing a bit more about that country or the origin of that piece. I think it's fascinating. Mm. Well, it could even be sort of almost like a little reminder to yourself. There's a place that you've always wanted to go and you're able to find a piece that is like through you, for example, a place that you've been, you've actually met the artisan, you've actually um, bought the item, like you said, in a Medina in Marrakesh, and then you, you, I buy it, bring it into my home. It's, it's, it's this um, sort of a commitment almost that you're making. Like, yes, one day I am going to get to Marrakesh. Yes. Can we talk about that a little bit more? So, so yeah. we would love to hear from you. What, what does travel do for you as a decorator of your own home? When you are traveling uh, as a decorator and you, are, you get inspired with all these things that I mentioned about the architecture, the colors, food, and yeah, you want to replicate these emotions, so reproduce these emotions. Uh, for example, if you are going to an island uh, in Greece and you are so relaxed there and <laughs> enjoying the... Uh, the life uh, near the beach and as a decorators when we are back I think these trips are helping me to identify what colors should I use what patterns what objects to transport to these exotic places the trips are inspiring me on how to use different materials colors and objects uh, in the decoration. Yeah, it's it's kind of like paying attention to the connection between a feeling, how you want to feel, and the specific colors and textures and patterns that you're seeing so that you exactly. can then, yeah, bring them into your home or someone else's home to evoke those same feelings. Like, as you said, an island in Greece, which sounds dreamy and <laughs> very blue, very lot of ocean. Exactly, blue, <laughs> these mosaics. And, yeah, or if you want, I don't know, the happiness or family-friendly space or warmth mm-hmm. or cozy place, maybe you are thinking more on uh, Mexican style mm. with these bold colors and eye-catching objects and, yeah, the patterns of it, Aztec. So on your website, you say you aim to blur the line between art and interior design. So we're wondering, mm-hmm. how do you do that? What does a home that has that blurred line look like? I think that many times when we talk about interior design, is that because we want to be following some defined styles like, uh, I don't know, Mediterranean or eclectic, or bohemian, or, I don't know, French style. So, but very defined styles. Um, So interior designs implies a bit of planning, functional design, and effective use of space. But when I think in art, for me, art is a more um, personal, creative expression. So normally when the person is the maker of the, I don't know, a painting, the, the person never knows exactly what the, she or he is making until mm-hmm. she she makes it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, I don't know, the artist only knows that they are creating beauty. Mm. Um, so 
with this blurring the lines between art and interior design. I want to do this. So it's like I want to blend these two worlds. So you don't need to follow a specific style. So mm. if you like, uh, I don't know, the pom-poms from Mexico and you want to combine with, I don't know, the mosaics that you've seen on Portugal, go for it. So <laughs> I like, I, I feel like what I'm getting from what you're saying is that in art, it's a process, something evolves, something kind of comes out of a creative exactly. process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and let's, let, let's, let's approach our homes that same way too, as opposed to starting with a strict style. Come, go with the flow, like you said. Go with what you're feeling and put things together because it, you don't know what you're going to end up with. And the, the result exactly. yeah, could be very magical. Yes, yes. That's the, the idea behind that sentence. Right. I wonder if you could describe for us a favorite room in your home and what, what do you have in it right now? So I am in my living room. So uh, so I'm, I would like to do a renovation in my home, but uh-huh. uh, I couldn't do for, for, for the couple of years or when I bought the house. So, uh-huh. Um, but my room at this right moment that I am in the living room, so it's full of plants. I have two, four, six, 12 plants. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have a table, uh, a coffee table that I bought in Sri Lanka. And mm. um, yeah, um, what else? Mask that I made Seven years ago, when I did a um, pottery course, African oh. masks, oh. and I have yeah some notebooks um, covered with leather mm. made in India that I bought in India. <laughs> so yeah, it's a mix of yeah clash of cultures in my home. Yeah. So uh, is it colorful color. or is it? Or it's is it colorful. More yeah. yeah. The, the, the wall in front of me right now is red. It's this <laughs> color, <laughs> not red, bright red, but it's like yeah, more cozy. Uh, and I have a chandelier that is very French, but mm. <laughs> I like this idea of mixing uh, all the right. styles together. Right, right. Yeah, I really, I, I'm just really drawn to this idea or this comparison between interior design and being an artist. And, you know, Xandra and I often talk about uh, spaces in our homes being canvases. You know, you sort of, you have this blank canvas. You can do whatever you want with it. And I think really this idea of sort of channeling your inner artist, uh, looking to other artists, uh, either famous artists or artists in you know, in your own life, people that you know, and and sort of learning from them how they think in terms of their process of creating could be a huge help, I think, in in decorating a home because I think we so often we get we get stuck in these ruts of this is my style or this is what the room, you know, the architecture of the room calls for, whatever. And you know, we can we can do everything from travel and add pieces to uh, finding someone like you who can, uh, you know, source pieces for us that that just you know are that 
perfect brush stroke for that corner of the room. Yeah. So, so when I'm visiting, I don't know, friends that they are artists and yeah, painters basically. So I love the feeling that I have when I am, uh, I don't know, having a dinner with them. So the whole space is, is so creative and I want to be there forever. Of course, I love having pieces uh, or seeing pieces from different countries and I like asking about these pieces or do you know something about the, the maker or the origin or I don't know, the materials that they use or is this a, a type of grass that they have in Ghana or I don't know, I want to know more about the the origins of the pieces. So, oh, I never seen this before. What is this? Is that a necklace? Well, and it, it, like, I'm looking at your baskets from Ghana right now on your website, and it would be <laughs> so good to know what what materials are they made of? How do they get these vibrant colors? Uh, one of the baskets in Ghana. What is the the name of the basket? Mm-hmm. It's Shemina Tenkaus. Mm-hmm. And the story behind that, uh, the, the person who was running the cooperative, the weavers cooperative, mm-hmm. uh, he asked, uh, so I want to marry to you. How many cows? So because in, in Ghana is how many cows? Uh, so I have to pay for you. And she said, okay, I created this specific basket that is so beautiful that you've never been before. So I think I, my, my price is 10 cows. And, yeah, and the name of the basket was 10 cows. Shemina, that is the name of the girl, and 10 cows. So things like, yeah, it's uh, so beautiful. There are some stories that they are amazing. Right, right. Well, this has been so delightful to talk to you. And your your photos are gorgeous. Um, We just want to follow in your footsteps and... um we do, want to go traveling yes, right now. Yes, do more traveling and make a commitment to do that. And I think that the things that you're finding on your travels are um, are so inspiring. And we would love to bring some of that into our own homes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Our time together doesn't have to stop after this episode. We often talk with people about whatever's on their minds when it comes to their homes. If you follow us on Instagram, you can send us a comment or send us an email. We love that too. The best way to be part of the Little Yellow Couch community is to start at the beginning with your own style manifesto and then share it with us. Just go to littleyellowcouch.com and download your worksheet today. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.